Hi, everybody. This is Diana Chapman, co-founder of the Conscious Leadership Group. And I'm really excited about today because I am with three fantastic leaders that I have been gotten to know deeply in this last year. Uh, Prema Shaw, Keneal Joyce, and Joe Greenstein have all been part of a forum I've led uh, with 10 people where we have been meeting once a month and had a two-day retreat together off-site. And we've just finished our year together. So I thought it would be great to pull a few of the members of this forum together to talk about what this journey was like and why it might be something that you all are interested in participating in. So um, let's start uh, with an introduction to each of you. We'll start with you, Joe, since I see you first to my left. Sure, I'm Joe. Um, uh, well, professionally, I've been an internet entrepreneur for about 20 years and I now run uh, a nonprofit that helps other uh, startup founders build amazing organizations and I'm a husband and a father of a 15 month old. <laughs> I like your story, Joe, about why you wanted to do this. Can you just say a little bit more about why it mattered to you to help founders based on your own experience? Yeah. Um, I think founders have like a profound role in the world, you know, like every time we create a new organization, we have like a chance to be with each other in a different way and to like decide what kind of place and what kind of life we're going to give birth to. Um, and so I've been really passionate. I was, I was amazed at the, at how meaningful that was to be in building my own organizations. And I've been really passionate about helping other people kind of lean into like building something they're proud of. Mm, thank you. That's great. All right. And Keneal, you're next. Can you give us an introduction? Sure. Uh, yes, I'm Keneal. I'm a um, former startup exec, former professor of business, uh, a mom, and now I'm an executive coach. I work with startup uh, CEOs, founders. I really love early stage. I love, you know, series B and before. And I help organizations get clear on who they're trying to be in the world and kind of lock it into place as they grow really quickly. Um, and I, um, what was the other question? Is there a question about that form? That's just, it. Uh, not yet, just the introduction is great. Okay. Wonderful. And Premal, can you introduce yourself? Sure, hey everyone, I'm Premal. And uh, I'm in my dad's den here. The I just noticed the uh, um, the view of Minneapolis, Minnesota, uh, and um, uh, I am a social entrepreneur. I run a nonprofit uh, that does crowdfunding for poverty alleviation. Um, I really enjoy building um, products, uh, particularly on the internet, that um, people enjoy using and that can be helpful. And um, I'm a father of two, and. Um, uh, just really just trying to grow and um, um, be uh, be better uh, at, at um, you know trying to balance it all <laughs> great so this was a forum that got created actually by Joe Joe decided he wanted to have a forum and he introduced this idea to several of his friends and colleagues out there in the world and so you two said yes so I'd like to hear from each of you about what had you want to devote both your time and money to being in a forum with 10 other leaders for a year? 
Sure. <laughs> so I, uh, I've been looking for a coach for some time. I've, I felt um, I could see that I was holding myself back. Uh, I had tried a lot of methods on my own to work through that pattern. I tried a lot of kind of it level stuff of like learning new tactics and strategies and productivity methods and tried to, you know, work harder to get out of my own way, um, kind of push myself. And um, I really felt like I, I'm very plateaued. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm very, I'm, I'm plateaued. And so I interviewed a few coaches that came through recommendations of people I really, really trust um, in, you know, who also are, you know, one of them is in our group or was in our group. And um, Diana was recommended. And then I interviewed Diana to be an, a solo coach. And I really liked her and her method sounded radical. And I liked that. And then I also thought I, I don't want to pay for this right now. <laughs> and then I just said, you know, if it's right, I was first, I was, I was like, I'm going to pay for it. I'm going to, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I talked to my friend and he's like, well, what would it mean for you financially? I'm like, well, I'm just not feeling great about it. Now that I look back, I realized I didn't have a whole body. Yes to it. And I'm really grateful that he kind of coached me into like stepping out of scarcity on it and being like, there's, there's going to be another chance to work with her. I'm sure don't, don't put yourself in an uncomfortable position. And then sure enough, um, this forum opened up and I got invited to join by the same person and I decided to do it. And when I look back on that time now, I, the way that I see it is so different and it's totally informed by everything I learned um, and your book and CLG and the group. And I realized like, it's that gripping energy of like, I need to get it now, otherwise it's gonna go away that was what was making anything be financially difficult or a hard decision. And like, I don't experience hard decisions anymore. Mm. <laughs> and abundance. Look at my <laughs> Easy. Thanks, <Danielle. laughs> How about for you, Joe or Premo? Why, why busy being busy leaders? Why would you invest in this? It's an easy answer for me. It's one word. It was pure greed. <laughs> um, and it was greed. You know, I had heard about your work, Diana, from people that I admire and respect, and, and they spoke the world. So I, I wanted to have a format to work with you. And I wanted a format to take to invite these amazing leaders that I consider friends and and take my relationship deeper with them. It was not in my case, I did not feel blocked in my life or something. It was, I wanted more. Mm -hmm. I want to go deeper with these people and further with myself. And it was a wonderful decision. <laughs> I think for me, um, you know, I showed up at a, at a kind of an introductory session that Joe organized and um, I went because um, I, you know, Joe's my friend and some of my other friends were going and it's probably a degree, there was curiosity, it was probably some FOMO um, of like, oh, <laughs> could this be? And then, um, um, Diana, I read your book um, and it was really powerful. Um, it, it spoke to me um, um, in, in some really important ways, um, particularly at that 
time kind of not sure if I wanted to make, um, you know, um, kind of a, another big commitment in my life. Um, as much as I value growth, uh, it's, uh, you know, what is that kind of production versus production capacity? There's always that kind of trade-off that everyone's balancing. And um, I think um, after reading the book and um, kind of getting a sense of what it means to um, practice conscious leadership and kind of um, what might that look like in my life and how at the end of it, how I could look back. And I, I just kind of had this sense I'd be just really grateful that I said yes to this, this mm -hmm. particular methodology. Um, and, and so um, it was a little bit of a, of, 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 of a leap based off of those two data points. Um, I'm really glad I did it. Yay. So it was like a journey, you know, we started out at the beginning, no, you all had a sense of each other, but we really got raw and honest and people were revealing themselves deeply. And then we started on this adventure together. And one of the questions I have for you is, how are you different? What happened for you through that process of our first year? One of the things I'm excited about is we are, you're actually all jumping in for another year. We're all going to get in together again. But what happened from this first year and particularly uh, things that might have surprised you, unexpected ways you have changed from your our time together? I mean, I'd be happy to jump. One thing that I, I'm, I'm noticing is um, I've just... I probably don't grip onto things as strongly as I once did with a particular story that convinces me that I'm right. And if it doesn't work out a certain way, then it's wrong or terrible or worth, um, you know, really kind of get it kind of uh, putting more emotion into something. Um, and frankly, just losing focus on what, what I really value. And so I think there's this, um, there's this notion, you know, that you raise in your book, Diana, that we talk about, which is the universe kind of moving through you and really, um, really just kind of believing in what's unfolding um, and, and, and trusting what, what happens. And um, I, I think maybe it's just a higher degree of trust despite the outcomes day to day. And that, in, in, in the goodness of it all. And that kind of has been freeing and liberating. And it, it's allowed me to, I think, apply myself without unhelpful, um, probably unhelpful anxiety. Mm. Mm, that's beautiful. Thank you. For me, I really have the, uh, I think a thing that I, I love working hard. I've always loved working hard. And a thing that I noticed I was subscribed to before is I need to work hard to get what I want. And I don't even know that the want piece was there now that I think about it. I think it was, I need to work hard to achieve my goals, <laughs> uh, which is not the same as get what I want. And in fact, what I wanted wasn't um, as closely linked to my goals as I thought it was. And I've replaced goals with um, what I want. <laughs> and I now fully believe, because I have experienced it so many times, that it actually can be easy and that when I'm making it hard, like, I should get curious about that. Mm. Um, 
that if I get curious, it might be fun, it might be easy, it might be fast, I might discover things I didn't know, I might find out new levels of things I want, I might, it might be amazing, I might channel Premal, like it might be just, um, like even this morning, you know, I invoked that because a lot of stuff broke, a lot of things I expected to, to be in place this morning, people showing up for things at certain times, nanny, so forth, didn't happen as planned. And I, I noticed I felt rushed and then I caught myself and I said, I don't want to feel rushed right now. I want to feel like I've got all the time in the world and I'm super relaxed and mm. I'm, and I'm, I'm happy to see my kids play around a little bit on the way to the car. And I'm, and I, I want to feel like there's, it's going to be easy for me to get through this, you know, unexpected circumstance and that everyone's going to be more whole because of it. And I want to feel these things. And I also want to get to work on time and I want to show up for the session that I have booked. And I want to be really calm and like of service when I arrive. Mm-hmm. And so I just um, started moving through those steps, you know, the steps of getting the kids to school and finding backup care and taking them there and um, arrived here. I w- I could, I literally couldn't believe it. I got here only three minutes late. <laughs> and I had prepared my client that I might be half an hour late because that was, and that even felt like it's going to be a lot, but time just expanded around me. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, literally every morning I get up and part of my routine is I write in a gratitude journal, which had been sitting on my bedside table for a very long time, many months before I gave myself the treat of starting to use it. And I really credit CLG with that. And then when I, what I wrote this morning was, I want to not feel rushed. And then sure enough, this opportunity, I created the opportunity to like say, like, do you really want to know that you cannot feel rushed? And then I created the not feeling rushed. Nice. It was magic. Nice. That's so great. I love hearing your stories and what's changed for you. And especially knowing that you flew every month from LA up to San Francisco to be oh, yeah. in this group, which was a huge commitment. So yeah, at first it felt hard. I was really nervous about that. And then it felt easy. <laughs> I wanted it to feel easy. I got up at four in the morning to fly up there. Wow. Yeah, it was totally easy. How about for you, Joe? What what changed for you? Yeah. Um, I think the, you know, the biggest shift, and I think it's, you know, repeating kind of what Keneal said is this, it feels like the greatest secret in the world, the, the belief that you can look at every situation in life as an opportunity rather than a struggle that, that actually... I can shift above the line and with joy and ease actually have more like it's not this trade off of like, is if I work harder than against this and I have to, I have to suffer in order to have that, that like, (laughs) that I can, I can do this work in my own head and and with the support of the group and see whatever the circumstance, Oh, I get to be in out, you know, I get to be in San Francisco one day a month. What's the opportunity in that? just happened for me this week. I really wanted to go to Burning Man and it didn't happen. And it was the best thing ever. (laughs) In fact, I wrote down that the reason I wanted to go to Burning Man was I wanted to make some deeper connections with, with certain people that that I was going to hang out with and, 
when things came up and I didn't go to Burning Man and my week was all about deeper connection. And I just never would have been able to sort of let, you know, like before kind of like life was a thing that was happening to me and I was like struggling and dodging and worrying and managing. And I'm still in progress, but just this idea that there's opportunity and everything. And then the second part of having like a group of people that speak that language with me, like I've never kind of my personal journey's always been a solo journey before, but to actually have like this cohort of friends and, um, uh, and a group that, that holds me to that and supports that and uses that language is so, so great for me. Yeah, good. Well, you're, you're um, bringing me to my next question, which is what do you like about group learning? So it sounds like that's part of it. Anything else you want to share about what you like about and value about group learning versus the solo learning? Yeah. Um, I mean, certainly one part is like the power of reinforcement. Like, you know, when you learn, when I've learned it in front of 11 people that I'm going to keep seeing and keep being with, like versus I learn it with my coach, you know, kind of in a room by myself. And then I, it's easier to let it go and just keep it in that room versus making it a part of my life is one thing. And then um, there's so much that opens up from other people's work. You know, like there's kind of a like directions that I can go myself, but so many of the big insights, I mean, I could like, you know, the two people on this call with me, Camille and Premel, like I've learned so much from the two of you this year watching your own work, watching your responses to work, like just totally new directions for me. Mm. <laughs> Getting to get in, like to, to hear um, and witness the internal journey that, that different people go on and the different ways there are to be with yourself and to be with your growth. Um, it, it's like there's all these new pathways now available where I've, I'm really used to my own way of trying to grow. And then I, I see how others do it. And, and part of it is like, I recognize like, wow, good job, Camille. Like, you know, like you, you're not alone. Like you struggle too, but you've also overcome some things like this. Or I realize there's a totally different way to approach life in general and to look at this. And, and then um, the opportunities for feedback which is, you know, the, the kind of structure and the rigor of CLG, I just love so much that it, um, it, it, it's like it kind of guarantees that plus the really great selection of who's in the group, which I think you do a really good job of. Um, but it guarantees that the feedback is going to be supportive. I, I always felt like I'm getting feedback that is going to be really transformative for me but I also feel very much loved in the mm. process of being seen in a really vulnerable way. Mm, that's great. I like that. Yeah, it's um, it, uh, so much of um, kind of my own growth work has been just independent and on my own. And this is my first group um, and um, like Joe and Keneal, there's so much richness in, um, in one, actually deeply knowing some other people. Um, I find that even folks who I consider really close friends, given how busy life is, um, it's actually really hard to know what's really going on for someone else. And then because this is a group where we try to, um, 
really just try to elevate ourselves um, to um, to to a kind of more loving version um, of ourselves. It's really interesting to watch how um, you know my peers in this group resolve um, or try to be the resolution of of the things that that they're working on and their work so often is my own work. And it's, it introduces like new language in a way that um, it's the power of stories, right? It's, it's like um, I can learn a bunch of concepts, but to actually have 10 other stories of, of people, of characters I know well, of people I love and to see the struggle and then see attempts at resolution there's just, um, I, I don't know, it's just an incredibly rich and frankly efficient way to learn. Mm -hmm. um, and and surprise, it's a surprising to me. Um, uh, it's, it's actually been wonderful. So um, yeah, I mean, I, I, will, I will admit, I think taking time to meet with a group every month for a, a period of time when you, you already feel like you're dropping balls um, can feel, um, can feel like a bit too much. And I think I've been surprised at how leveraged that time mm -hmm. is, is, is actually in a group setting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like you using the word efficient because I really get that. I, I experienced that the group work is so efficient. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, you That's know, funny, I just think of it as fun. <laughs> I see it on my calendar and I look forward to it. <laughs> yeah. you know, some people would say it seems so vulnerable to be in a forum and to let everybody see all of that raw authentic part of you uh, i'm curious about if you can recall one of your most vulnerable edgy times in forum or at our retreat if there was um both like uh one of your most vulnerable moments and maybe one of your most favorite moments mm. Yeah, I have, I mean, I, the, one of the most vulnerable moments is very clear for me, which is, um, you know, I actually don't even remember what I was sharing, but I remember at that month and kind of the months leading up, I was really, I felt like I was really in the fast lane. I was like a, I felt like a race car, like I was getting so much done. I was achieving so much. Um, I was so intense. I was like um, beginning to do things that were really not healthy. I was finding it really hard to like wind myself down and I was drinking a lot and I was just intensity intensities and sharing, you know, my quote unquote success with the group when we were doing a check-in or I don't even know what I was sharing. And then the simple question you know, that that's kind of our routine is people share and then and then the group would share, here's what I felt in my body, here's here's an emotion I was aware of. And pretty much everybody felt fear. And there was no story made up about I didn't have to hear any stories about here's why I'm scared for you or of you or it didn't even the, the premise is that it's it's their fear, right? But it was so clear, it was such a clear pattern. That I and that I really it really sunk in for me and I felt really um, rattled, like I got on the plane and I cried. I was like curious, actually. I wasn't even scared. I was more like 
woken up and really, I was like, what does this mean? Mm-hmm. And I really think that was a big, I mean, I still like get choked up when I think about it. That was a huge turning point for me. And like the way that I was orienting to myself and to my motherhood and to my husband and my kids and my, my life and my business and my achievement and my father and, you know, just all of it. Like, it's like, why are you pushing yourself so hard? Mm. <laughs> and like, life has been really different since then. Yeah. I remember that moment very <laughs> clearly. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. That's a great one. Um, you know, for me, we formed this group, um, I guess July of last year. And then we had our first meeting in September and between those two periods, my, at that point, three month old son was diagnosed with what at the time seemed like it could be a really serious, um, neurological thing. Mm. And so I showed up day one of our group in the middle of you know what i can now look back on as a sort of two of the hardest months maybe i've ever experienced mm-hmm. tears worry sleeplessness not eating um and so my very first experience with clg was an incredibly vulnerable time for me uh, and i'll tell you what was interesting about that i'm moving because my child just got home and I'm going to hide in the, in the bedroom now. Um, <laughs> he's following me. <laughs> um, the, the first couple months um, were a really interesting pattern because in the first month, the group held me in like in a really deep and profound way. And if you remember the group rescheduled a meeting around a doctor's appointment I had and some other things. But then as we got a little bit further, we started to get some good news um, about the, the medical condition being better. The group also held me accountable. And when we went on our retreat, what the group really kind of talked to me about was the way that I was approaching worrying in my life and kind of like, holding things really tightly and um, almost not creating problems, but kind of focusing on problems and making them into problems and not no optimism, no lightness, no abundance, no belief that things will work. And I I was forced to dress up and play this character of Mr. (laughs) Mr. It will all be perfect. It's all going to be great. Wherever we go for dinner is going to be great. Whatever we eat is going to be great. Whatever happens today will just be great. No worrying, optimism. Um, and it was a profound shift to me. And it really turned this, the hardest thing I've ever really dealt with as a, you know, my adult life into an incredible, like, learning opportunity of, like, like, what's in this for me about how I'm showing up that can shift in my whole life. Joe, were you forced you're right i i was not forced it was just perfect 
You were so much fun that night at the persona party. We were out to dinner and you were this character and uh, everything was so fantastic. It was so fun. fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How about for you, Premel? Um, well, you know, I, I think, um, well, so one big um, kind of um, thing I keep coming back to uh, that has been really helpful um, is this notion of um, seeking security control and approval from within as opposed to outside oneself. Um, and if I examine my life so much of, I think my motivation has been um, driven by um, kind of looking for those three things outside of myself. And um, in terms of a really vulnerable moment, um, you know, we, um, I think began a session once we usually um, kind of drop into some type of meditation just to kind of um, get everyone to arrive and be settled there. And I remember doing it and, um, and then we all kind of shared reflections afterwards. And a few people said, hey, you know, Premal, I was, wasn't sure if you were actually doing it right. Like if you actually were fully like embodied or feeling it in your legs and your stomach. And the truth is, is I'm so in my head. And the part of me that wants to be seen as good at everything or like knows how to do things or whatever was actually threatened and kind of I felt defensive about it. And I was like, gosh, I'm not even meditating correctly. Like I'm missing something big. And, and then I think part of it was just that this notion of playing with it, um, which we learned about in our group and just getting curious about things as, you know, as, as, as Joe and Keneal talked about. Um, and I, I do think that that's actually something that I'd like to spend more time cultivating, which is being more embodied. And, and I mean, you know, this is not something that you learn about in school. And, and so I think kind of the most like, those moments where I feel vulnerable or a little raw or not kind of adequate in the eyes of the group or in, in my perception of how the group is seeing me, I think are the moments that if I stay with it, there's something really meaningful to explore there oftentimes. And, and so I think it's, it's you know, um, I, whoops, we lost him. Of, control, security, approval, whatever, that thing that you so crave, you just, you, you know, you can move into a state of curiosity and playfulness and almost amusement around it. But I would say within this group, because there's so much trust that I have in everyone else's kindness and intention and support of, of each other and me, I feel like, you know what, like if people are offering something, they're really, they're really just looking out for, um, they're just looking out for the best uh, in, for me. And so it's, it's, I don't know. I think it's, um, it, it's, it's, um, it's beautiful to have, you know, sharing this with Joe, this multi-year opportunity to be a part of a group that you get to kind of play with different things, experiment and confront things that are uncomfortable in a way that isn't too wounding. Mm. So one of the things I hear is how much you've shifted your relationship to feedback. And I'm curious if that's also affected how you take feedback at work or at home or other any place else. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think it's um, if if I start with the premise that I am enough and that you know I'm trying to source that sense of approval from within, and 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 then then my my worth is not a function of of someone's. Um, you know, someone's, uh, someone's uh, 
kind of sharing a feedback with me. And I, I think that um, that is a slow shift that I'm excited to continue to, you know, spend time on. Nice. Um, I don't think I'm there yet, but. in complete madness I think kind of the, the 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 default path I was on great you you stopped out for a minute but I think I got it that that's one of the one of the key things you're looking forward to is yeah very much so very much so so here's my last question we're about ready to start our second year together and I'm curious what do you what's the thing you're most looking forward to in this coming year for your own journey for your own self well i'm i'm so i want to just say that i i heard in part of the last question was about people think it might be scary to be in a group i don't know i'm i'm genuinely curious about everyone else's um experiences of it but i i found it to be edgy but not scary hmm. and um, I found that I got as much challenge out of it as I wanted and as much vulnerability as I wanted and was comfortable with, but I was, I felt like there was a really nice, um, um, allowance like to meet me where I was mm. and, and that it's not even like some of us are further along and less, it's just more that what's most in service is very much like a yoga class. Like what's most in service of us is, is not competing about this mm -hmm. that that's like how you do it well is you be how you are in that moment and i really liked that um what i'm looking forward to so, so it also it was exceptionally fun like <laughs> unbelievable I mean, seriously the retreat was one of the most fun two days i've ever had in my whole life um and i've had a lot of fun in my like a lot uh, so that's saying something and i'm looking forward to much more fun I'm looking forward to like doing way crazier, more radical things. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing like how surprised I am by who I am next year. And also um, like one of the clear intentions that I have is to bring my, well, I guess I've got two is like one of them is I would like to put myself more on a public stage and, and I feel like the group has given me a really clear sense of what my gifts are there. And I'm excited that I'm now feeling like that's not a scary hard thing. I'm excited about that. And I feel like the group is going to like keep um, cheering me on, holding me accountable, pushing me to do it. And then the second thing is um, involving, like getting creative about ways that can involve my husband in this journey that's been so, so important for me. I'm glad you said that. I'll, I'll think more about how to do that. Get spouses Thanks. involved. Yeah, what I I think I I could spend all day repeating Keneal because I think I, you know I have a lot of similar goals. You know, probably also what Premal's you know, sourcing more approval internally in my outer life, stepping into a more public stage. But the what those both lead to for me, the theme that I that sort of really keeps coming back for me in my next year is like just getting really playful, <laughs> like turk turning these projects that have been like personal work and growth and mission and impact into like 
like with this support and this tool set, like letting those be play, like doing sort of the same things from a place of really play. Mm. <laughs> okay. Hmm. I don't know if I have like explicit goals, but I'll just say, for example, even on this call, right? Um, Joe was talking about seeing the opportunity in things or Keneal was talking about when she's waiting for her kids, you know, because they're not getting into the car as fast as she'd want them to. I wrestle with that, I, you know, with, <laughs> with my two year old and I'm like, gosh, that's a really good idea. Just to like, obviously like this is, this is wonderful that we're, we're spending an extra few minutes just trying <laughs> to get the buckle of a car seat on. Like this is extra time with the person I love the most. Like, you know, and so I think, I think it's um, it's it's just um, it's the opportunity for me to be around people who I learn so much from, and I think remind me of what's truly essential. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, mm -hmm. that's that's I'm I'm just looking forward to that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm so excited! I can't wait to be with you all, and uh, I definitely love the idea of just amping up the volume of. Uh, of both uh, awareness and fun, lots more fun even than um, see if we can push the edges of what that looks like. So yeah. I'm so grateful for each of you being on this call with me today and sharing your experience. And Joe, I wanna just particularly say to you, thank you for your, for your devotion to creating conscious community by really standing for you wanting this and inviting such beautiful human beings to come and be with you. And um, I love all that's come from it and how many people's lives have been impacted by it. So um, thanks for your leadership in that. And uh, to Keneal and Premel for saying yes and for everybody else in that group who said yes. And if you're inspired by what you've heard here today and you're interested in finding out more about how you can join a forum, we'd love to talk to you about that. So feel free to reach out and uh, we'll talk about what regional forums are available in your area. Um, any last words any of you wanna say before we close? Thank you, Diana. And to everyone out there, get your butt in a forum. <laughs>